from the faces of radio, this is the sound of television. television. And as our uh, friend, the announcer, just told you, you are listening to The Sound of Television on SpiritLive.net. I am Rob. And I'm Catechus Finch. Welcome. Um, we are very glad to have you here in our internet house today. Yes, welcome to our house of delicious music. So if you're just tuning in now, we, uh, we're just playing the main title from Rudy by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Great sports movie. Cat has never seen it, though. Never seen it. Uh, which is a little disappointing. Cat, I mean... As an immigrant to our country, <laughs> granted, like, 20 years ago, but still. Hey, no, It is on. a part of the American-Canadian experience to see that movie. 15 years ago. Oh, my hence, bad. Uh, 93? I don't know. The, well, the first song you played, it was from a movie in 1986, so I wasn't even born. And this one, like, when I didn't even have TV, you're expecting me to watch all these movies? It is just, it's hurtful, Rob. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I just assumed that if I was born when a movie was made, that everyone's seen it, and I guess oh. I guess that's just not well, not a fair wrong. shake. <laughs> this the next one. Now you were born when this movie was made, right? Yes, this is uh, we're playing to the library and beyond from Matilda. Now, this is I picked a bunch of kids' movie songs to play at the beginning here because I really love. Going back to when you were a kid yeah, and watching these movies, memories. it always brings back memories. I really, Matilda always brings back specific memories because this movie came out right when my little brother was born. Oh. So my grandma <laughs> had come to visit and mm-hmm. we were really tired of the baby. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sap, if you're, if you're watching this, you know, uh, you're a great kid, but we were pretty tired of you at that Earmuffs, point. earmuffs, put your earmuffs on. So, uh, you know, we went to see this movie with my grandma and uh, it's from one of those classic children's novels that, Lots of kids read either in school or, you know, through those library book days, Matilda. I didn't read this one, but I did see the movie. And I remember uh, I had this grade one teacher when I went to school in Scarborough. And she admitted to being racist to my mom. Wow. Yeah, she's like, I don't like Russian kids. And we're like, "Uh, we're not Russian, but okay. Uh, Well, that must have been a... Positive experience for you in Scarborough. I'm really sorry to hear that, Kat. That's, yeah. That's yeah, frustrating. Sad. We wouldn't even do that in Alberta. But hey, it's uh, I could relate to this movie. I was like, all right, evil. Yeah, yeah. Matilda, great kid. Her uh, her stepmom, Miss Honey, great kid. The Trunchbull, evil. Not so much. Evil. The only difference between me and Matilda is I didn't wear a red ribbon. No, I couldn't fly, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know, you, you try, Kat. You try. Yeah. That's that's what's important. I mean, it's no worse than my Celine Dion jokes last week. Celine. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Without further ado, this is To the Library and Beyond. And beyond. One of the, not the main title, but one of the, it has one of the key themes, mu- or musical themes, I should say, from the movie Matilda. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1996, directed by Danny DeVito. Yes, right you are. Thank you. 
You're listening to Spirit Live, Ryerson's first internet radio station. www.spiritlive.net. Cat, you seem to be a big fan of the, uh, the station ID there, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, actually, it's, it's not that bad when you're listening to it through the headphones. First time Rob played this, he loved it and was laughing out of happiness. And I was laughing because I was going to die from the funniness of it all. Like the. See, and I, I love the synth drums and me, we get along just fine. I think it's so cheesy, but I, but if I like it. the person who made it is listening. We love it because we didn't make this, so we shouldn't criticize it too much. We appreciate the synth drums. Yes, I, I definitely do. Yeah, so that was uh, that was To the Library and Beyond from Matilda. Another uh, difference from me and Matilda is Matilda liked to read, and I didn't, except for when I, I read the Roald Dahl books, which is who wrote the book, Matilda. And uh, he wrote other such novels as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which which we featured last week. Which on we our featured show. last week and has been adapted to two films. That which, uh, and weren't we talking last week about how I didn't like the late, latest one because it was all Michael Jacksony? I didn't think it was Michael Jacksony when I was watching it. I did think it was a little creepy, but not Michael Jackson creepy. Yeah, no, I just you know I thought about our discussion a little bit more, and I gotta say, like when I saw the poster for Charlie and the Chocolate <laughs> Factory, I still thought like. Michael Jackson and the Neverland okay. Friends. I think if you want it to be Michael Jackson creepy, Johnny Depp would then have to remove his nose and put it into his pocket at some point in time in the movie. I'm sorry, I'm popping my piece. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, Michael Jackson <laughs> did have a nose at one point. I'm sure he has something left now, but like, I'm pretty sure half of it's prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, but now. I mean, maybe Johnny Depp was going for like, Michael Jackson circa 89. Actually, if you have you seen the movie Libertine? No, I have not. Okay, well, um, in my opinion, it was a piece of poop, but that's only my opinion. Um, in this movie, Johnny Depp's character, uh, the something, the Duke of Rochester or something like that, gets syphilis and his face starts to fall apart. Oh, thanks, thanks so, for hey. sharing, Kat. <laughs> We're not going to be featuring that movie on our show. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about because when you hear the rest of the show, you're going to question why I am taking any moral standpoint at all. Exactly, Rob. So don't even judge. Yeah. On that note, we're going to get to our next piece. Yes. What do we got coming up next here? Ooh, we got something from Driving Miss Daisy. Now, despite the fact that I I displayed some dislike for old people in our first show, (sighs) I do really like this movie. I like most of the movies that we're going to be playing clips from today. Um, Driving Miss Daisy is just one of those sweet... Nice movies. Did you know that it was the last movie rated PG to win the Best Picture Award? What? Yeah, everything since then has been, uh, which was in, I think, 89. And everything since then has been rated higher than PG. PG-14 or something, or 13? I think that's kind of sad. Like, there's lots of Best Pictures that don't have to have sex or violence in them. I mean, I don't have a problem with them if they do. It's just, you know, that's a long time, like 20 years where... Yeah. Well, it was probably, like, strictly, like, a kid's film, right? Driving Miss Daisy? No, it was an adult film. I, really? Well, I mean, like, it wasn't like an adult film, but it was certainly not a, <laughs> like, it, it wasn't a film for kids. Like, adult it's about film. this mm-hmm. old lady, uh, mm-hmm. she's an old Jewish lady, played by Jessica Tandy, and mm-hmm. she loses her driver's license. So even though she's not that wealthy, her son hires her a driver who's mm-hmm. black, played by Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so the whole movie is about how he drives Miss Daisy around and about her racism and both racism towards her because she is Jewish and racism towards her driver because he's black. And it, mm-hmm. it takes place in the early early 20th century. So I see here that it's won the uh, 
Pulitzer Prize for uh, comedy. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very well written, excellent movie. Certainly has spawned decades of spoofs because it's it's a really easy movie to to spoof in a sketch comedy because you've just got the driver in the front and the woman in the back seat, and I oh, mean right. you can just add like driving Miss driving Miss whatever you know, mm-hmm. driving Miss Chrétien, driving <laughs> <laughs> Actually, driving Miss Clinton, whatever you they want. They did so. uh, I think on Mad TV they did a version of it, and they they were driving um, the oh I forgot her name Condoleezza Rice. They were driving uh, driving Miss Rice. Rice. I don't know that I've seen that sketch, but oh, I mean, there's so many yes. driving Miss Daisy sketches that it's it's hard to keep them keep them under apart. wraps. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, we'll be right back after we play you the main themes from Driving Miss Daisy. This was written and performed by Hans Zimmer.
we are back. <laughs> From driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. But we, we weren't driving Miss Daisy. We were just playing the music. No, I don't even Ms. have Daisy. a driver's license. Seriously? <laughs> I'm not even joking you. Oh, my God. I'm scared of driving. The only time I drove was in a parking lot and never again. Oh, wow. I love driving. It's oh. my favorite thing to do. Well, But hey. not Miss Daisy. In fact, I'm pretty sure that if I had to drive Miss Daisy, I would go insane. I'd probably crash the car. Yeah. Just saying. So, actually, we found out some interesting information about that piece of music there. <laughs> So Hans Zimmer was the composer, and he's he's a prolific movie composer. He's Hans. done quite a bit. Hans. Sorry. My bad. Hans. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm sort of uh, butchering that with my uh, American accent. Huh? And Hans wrote all the music. But he didn't just write all of the music. He performed it all as well. It's all synthesized through Driving Miss Daisy, and so he played every single part on a synthesizer and layered it all together. So every instrument or instrument that you hear in that and that piece was played by Hans Zimmer. I think that just takes tremendous amounts of talent in order for you to... Because you have to hear it in your head. Yeah. You can't I just... I don't know that I could ever do that. I mean, I, I think up songs all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I'd ever be able to orchestrate them like that. See, yeah. Yeah, like I have I have music playing in my head. And it's sometimes it's elaborate. But I have no means of, you know, putting it down somewhere. So I just... I think that's really impressive. Sometimes I have voices in my head, too, but the lithium takes care of that. Don't listen to the voices, Rob. Really? Because the sometimes they use really strange words that don't make any sense. Really? What, what kind of words do they use? Well, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Are you, are you kidding me? What the hell kind of word is that? It's, it's a very important word. And what do you use it for? Oh, when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word, and then you've got a lot to say. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's tons of stuff you can do with this word. Like what? Well, you can say it backwards, which is docius ali expiastic but that's going a bit too far. Indubitably. Mm, yes. So that uh, that badly rehearsed segue is <laughs> to take us into our next piece, which is supercalifragilistic expiastic Yes. Now, Kat, have you seen Mary Poppins? I, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, and... I didn't even I didn't even know how to say the word supercalifragilistic expialidocious. I thought it was gauchous, like gauchious. It is gauchous, yeah. as in like deliciously. I don't, doche. I, don't, I got nothing. I, I think we just made up our own uh, slang. Doche. That's so doche. It's, it's pretty doche. It's like dope our and whole delicious. Show is doche. Doche. I mean, I, I've been shocked. There have been quite a few people I've met over the past few weeks that have not seen Mary Poppins. Wow. And then when I'm all like, oh, man, I love Mary Poppins, I'm the one who's a freak. And i got to say, Mary Poppins is a classic. Were they all immigrants like me? No. Really? No, no some of them are just, you know, like second-generation Canadians. They've just never gotten around to it. I guess they were too busy with their Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers to hey, take Ninja in some Turtles. classic Mary Poppins. Don't rag on the Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtles, and I love the Power Rangers, but Mary Poppins is a very important part of childhood. I'm pretty sure the Ninja Turtles taught me everything I know about being a ninja, and I know a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm lying. That's, uh, that's pretty doche there, Kat. That's pretty doche. So right. Before we let Kat say anything else, it's just Except a little ado. <laughs> Yeah, just before I embarrass myself. Uh, we're going to play... Why don't you say you say the name for us again, Kat? Supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Doshes, doshes, dosh. Supercali, supercalifragilistic expialid. 
Dosious. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious, if you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad. My father gave me nails a tweet and told me I was bad. But then one day I learned a word to save me ain't the nose. The, the biggest word you ever heard, heard and this is how it goes. Oh, Clever gent. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and then they ask me out to tea. Woo! But that's going a bit too far, don't you think? So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> Ici, Radio Spirit Live, la première station de radio internet de l'Université de Ryerson. www.spiritlive.net Now, uh, we okay. can't actually speak French, but we thought we'd just, you know, Bienvenue to le Our Quebec friends. <laughs> so, you know, bienvenue à Spirit Live. Ici, Spirit Live. Nous sommes les visages de télévision et, et... Oh, non, de radio. Et voici les... Les, les sons de la télévision. Les sons de la télévision. De la télévision. Et puis-je aller aux toilettes? Puis j'allais fermer la fenêtre qui... Couper le fromage. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll uh, we'll subtitle that. I was if you're watching the podcast in later. French immersion too. So. Ooh, that's not good, cat. That's not good. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's been how many years since grade nine? So. So okay. how did you uh, how did you like that supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Oh man, just just thinking about it makes me kind of tongue tied. See, I love I love that Scared. song. Love that movie. Love that song. I know some of the dance moves. Know all the words. <clears throat> So if you yeah, were watching, that's Rob's what you saw me trying dancer. to do. We need to give him like a cane. Yeah. And, yeah. If I had had a cane, I could have actually done the real. Maybe like a top hat and a blazer with those little coattails in the back. Well, in the in this scene, Dick Van Dyke is wearing a, like a blazerish coat with like red stripes. Well, there you have it. White stripes. That's what you need. Yeah. That's your Halloween costume. I tried to find that for a Halloween costume. You'd be surprised how hard it's it hard is to find, find a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious costume. I think you need to make one. A, a supercalif... Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to even bother. Cat, <laughs> me, and me, me, me and making things, we don't, we don't really get along well. I mean, yeah. I, I can't even get out the sentence making things. Um, you might want to, you know, use the old Canadian traditional way of making things and By going fixing to the bay? things. No, uh, duct tape. Duct tape uh, can serve you well. 
Instead of sewing things How do together, I make clothes out of duct tape. You can duct tape them together. How many? How many clothes? Sorry, what? Well, how would I make clothes out of duct tape? I mean, you I just tape them together at the seams. I'm it unfamiliar can... with this term, seams. Seams? Seriously, where, I, I don't. Where know your clothes meets in that little line where you go like, oh, I could split this open if I oh, wanted. Oh, like the sew lines. Uh yeah. Oh. That's a seam, I think. Pretty sure that's a seam. Well, if you think it's a seam, or if you think it's a sew line. Give huh. us a call, 416-979-9936. Yes, we want to know what you think about seams and sew lines. So, but <clears throat> as we get back to the music, I've got a complete turnaround here for Mary Poppins mm -hmm. for you. This song is called La La La, and Kat seemed a little shocked at where it came from, even though I, I had told her about it before. He, he said it's from the Deep Throat soundtrack. Now, I thought, you know, maybe... It was like, you know, you know when you gargle water and you go, like, you know, gar gargling Listerine or something. <laughs> That's no, that is not, that is not what deep throat is. Or maybe and like deep because throaty people voice. are listening to this in the workplace. I can't actually tell you what deep throat is. Well, maybe it's like, you know, like that singing where you're like, oh, my <laughs> voice is. Deep in my throat. No. No? Oh my god. <laughs> god. I'm gonna pee my pants laughing at this. That is definitely not what deep throat is. Oh, um, like a lot of French people have that kind of like I will see. agree. A lot of French people do do, have, do a... have deep throat abilities. Oh my god, Rob <laughs> Okay, um if you're French, don't call the show. <laughs> uh Deep Throat was is possibly one of the highest grossing movies ever. Are you porn kidding or me? Porn. It was a phenomenon in the 70s. Like uh, in the Watergate scandal where Nixon was toppled, the informants who tattletailed on him didn't give their real names and gave their code name as Deep Throat See, that's, based off the porno movie because that's what I thought. the porno movie was so popular. <laughs> but the porno came first. Really? And I just found this movie to be hilarious because basically it's a porn group with some woman going, la, 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 and then singing the name of the porn star over and over again. It is possibly the funniest porn song I've ever heard. Well, and so I wanted to share it with my listeners because I care for them. It's kind of, you got to wonder how she's capable of singing in the midst of everything. I mean, someone... Well, I don't think that the porn star is singing. Oh. Which also begs the question, like, that's got to suck to be a singer. It's like, yeah, we're hiring you for this song. Guess what? It's in a really popular movie. Guess what? It's porn. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh that's got to be worse for your career this than being the people who true. sing like Crest Toothpaste in commercials, you know? <laughs> She's like a, a place to be uh, Britney Spears' backup singer. Oh, hey, I don't think she could even do that. I think she'd maybe be able to be like the... The what? Britney Spears' drag impersonator's backup singer. Oh. <laughs> so on that... Lovely note. Yes. <laughs> this is La La La, and I'm not lying there. It's L-A space L-A space L-A. La La La. From the Deep Throat soundtrack. Deep Throat.
that was a la 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 from Deep Throat. And um, so we've just discovered the porn star's name, Linda Lovelace. And I'd like to ask Rob, what's going on during the scene that they're constantly saying her name? Well, Linda is at her doctor's office to discover why she's never had an orgasm. And then I actually don't know what happens after really? that because I've never seen this film. Because uh -huh. my mom is listening to this show, so I've never seen the film Deep Throat. I've never seen any pornography of any kind. Really? My home is a clean home. Okay. This, I apologize for this filth entering our studio. Wow, I, I can't I don't believe... know where it came from. I thought that it was going to be the theme song from the Smurfs. Yeah. Uh, just morals, morals have totally dropped in here. Clearly. Thank you, Rob. I, well, I was thinking that, you know, since they were saying, Linda Lovelace, maybe it was like her theme song. She was like walking down the street, being Linda Lovelace. No, no okay. It, she's not just being Linda Lovelace. She's being Linda Lovelace. Yeah, you gotta be proud of that. Yeah. Uh, I can't do that on hey. Twitter. Wait. Linda Lovelace. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Make it stop. Sorry. That's what you tune into the sounds of television for. You get to see the faces of radio vibrating their throats. Porno groups. Hey, I could do it. I mean, the vibrato, if I wasn't sick, etc., etc. Well, Kat, we got a favorite of yours coming up next, don't yes. we? Yes. So why don't you tell us? I'm the one who's sick, apparently. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh, well, I will, as a matter of fact, Rob. Um, the next song coming up is uh, The Pink Panther. And um, I remember this uh, from the cartoons when I was little, and there was that Pink Panther, and it was always up to no good causing mischief etc and um so i just wikipedia this because i'm so professional and i didn't actually know that the detective's name was jacques clouseau i thought his name was jacques cousteau which... jacques cousteau is the ocean explorer <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you thought that this was a cartoon about the ocean explorer no i i didn't know that like i thought maybe it was a coincidence i thought it was jacques cousteau the ocean explorer and he is Fighting the evil Pink Panther? I don't know. Pink nope, Panther. Nope. It's Jacques Clouseau. Clouseau, yeah. And, uh, played by Steve Martin in the recent remake. And I've, I've seen that one, too. I can't believe I didn't key into that. As Yeah, I think I just failed French. Yeah. Well, you kind of did when you asked us if we could close the window because you cut... Oh, that's because what you were it... saying, because you cut the cheese. No, because it cuts the cheese. Ah. I said, can you? I'm going to close the window. That cuts the cheese. It actually yeah. makes no sense, Rob. So, so you and French and French names are apparently not friends. Well, no, I mean, okay. It's okay yeah. when we need when we need French. We'll just play our French item, Tim. We can be all like, "Ici, spirit life." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Pink Panther coming up right now. Spirit live. This is the sounds of television. <laughs>
do 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 do. I I should be able to sing that better than I just did because do, I uh, do, I used to play that song on the violin, but uh, do, 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 a long time ago. You act like how can you play that on the violin? You can play anything on the violin. You just have like this little quartet. You can play or, life on the violin. Uh, I played violin. My friend Netta played violin. My brother played violin as well. Uh, my cousins played cello. Wow. Um, there were a whole like bunch of violinists and cellists, and we played uh, the Pink Panther theme. Well, now. I, must I mean, it doesn't you. sound exactly the same, but it probably sounds better. You, you, violin makes everything sound you, better. You, 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 you. No? No. You, you. I mean, kind of, but you can, like, you can shorten the notes the way that they would on the saxophone. But it, it, I don't know. I, unless you, I don't know. Pluck it. As we head into the final 10 minutes of our beautiful and perfect show. Yes. Uh, we've got another piece for you from recent Woody Allen flick called Cassandra's Dream. Starred, uh, what's his face? Ewan McGregor and Colin Farrell. Not oh, yeah. a very successful movie. It was kind of a downer. That's why I haven't heard of it. So these two brothers, they buy a boat. Uh, they call it Cassandra's Dream. There's all sorts of mythological implications in that Cassandra in, I think, Norse <clears throat> or Greek mythology. It's in Greek. Yeah. Uh, she was the goddess of bad omens and so by calling this boat cassandra's dream it was all like wait no hang on she was like the princess of so she was some guy's daughter and she was a princess and she'd be like hey bad stuff is coming and everyone was like nah cassandra you crazy and she's like no i'm not and then bad stuff happened yeah, that's that's what i mean a bad omen yeah um and so the whole point of the movie is that they named this boat cassandra's dream uh-huh. not knowing that story but it has all like metafictional and nice intertextuality one, nice one. um so it sort of drags you in because you as the viewer know that you know they've named this book cassandra's dream it's a big clue that bad stuff's about to go down but they're totally <laughs> clueless down. and the whole movie ends in you know mob hits and everybody dies and oh. it's a woody allen movie so part of the problem is that people expected it to be a little more comical than it was mm-hmm. but what's interesting about the soundtrack is it ga- ga- gave garnered it garnered a lot of acclaim <laughs> But Woody Allen always makes his movies in mono soundtrack. He doesn't use stereo. Really? And this was the first movie where the music was in stereo. Mm-hmm. The dialogue and everything that wasn't music in the movie was mono. Just like all of his movies continue to be. But the music was in stereo, and this was the first time that he had done that. So what's the, what's the point of, what is the significance of that? You know, I'm not sure I understand it. It's an artistic choice that Woody Allen makes, and he makes a lot of artistic choices that I don't get. So, artistic okay he does it for a reason it's it's very specific he chooses to do that i'm just not sure i understand why mm-hmm. um but either way this is the finale from cassandra's dream
that was the finale from Cassandra's Dream. Quite a whoa, pretty dramatic there. Um, so I felt like I had to go out and conquer something. It's time to play quiz with Cat. Oh, sweet lordy, Cat! Yes. Final song of the day is your choice. Yes. What can you tell us about Dexter, the piece you have chosen? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, the uh, I I love this show. It's Dexter, and he's he's a hottie. Oh. Okay. So. Sorry, Cat. The- <laughs> uh, you did not win. You are bankrupt. Oh no. Well, I will tell you this. Um, the theme is that uh, has a lot of exotic sounding instruments. What is it? It's like a, a drum. Doop, 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 doop. Like it's, it's a Congo drum or something. There's a lot of exotic sounding sort of percussive sounds. Um, and it opens up with a lot of. Um, bloody images i guess you could say well it looks it's very uh well done it looks like it's blood like the way it's dripping but it's not blood so without further ado or with further ado without further ado dexter the theme So that was the theme theme song from Dexter, my one of my favorite shows. Okay, it so lovely. Unfortunately, we are out of time for yes. this week. We wish we didn't have to leave you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. But you can always check us out on our website, www.spiritlive.net. Just and, look uh, for the sounds of television from the Faces of Radio under the Shows tab. Yes. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at uh, the Faces. Of, no, the, the sound of, of television. television. The sound, singular. The, the sound, sound of television. Of television at gmail.com. Before we go, we'd actually like to uh, throw out some special thanks here to Alex Kolodkin. And, and his mom. And his mom. Who gave us the beautiful station IDs that we've been using today. Yes. So you will be hearing them every week on the sounds of television. Mm-hmm. Fridays at noon, Eastern Time. I'm Katikas Finch. And, and I am Rob Hadari. Thank you for listening. Join us again for the sound of television.